0: 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. What do you mean, missing? boss? Well, how old's the little girl? Four and a is she with, her mother? Yeah. Where? What's that address? You're in the muster room at the 21st Precinct, the nerve center. A call is coming through. You will follow the action taken pursuant to that call from this minute until the final report is written in the 124 room. At the 21st Precinct. All right. Tell her I'm sending the officers right over. No, tell her not to go out looking for them. The officer will be right there. That's right. 21st Precinct. It's just lines on a map of the city of New York. Most of the 173,000 people wedged into the nine-tenths of a square mile between Fifth Avenue and the East River wouldn't know if you asked them that they lived or worked in the 21st. Whether they know it or not, the security of their homes, their persons, and their property is the job of the men of the 21st Precinct. The 21st, 160 patrolmen, 11 sergeants, and four lieutenants of whom I'm the boss. My name is Kennelly, Frank Kennelly. I'm captain in command of the 21st. I was working my day tour. After I turned out the platoon at 8 a.m. and conferred with Lieutenant Gorman, the desk officer, about a patrol problem, I went into my office to read, digest, and sign nearly 100 reports and communications that had accumulated since I was last on duty 24 hours before. At 9:20, I was still at the paperwork. Twenty-first <coughs> precinct, Captain Canelli. This is Sergeant Ward of T.S. Captain. We got a child under seven reported missing. Where is this? 1132nd Avenue. Is that the residence? No, sir. It's the laundrette. The mother was in there with the family wash. The kid was with him and just disappeared. Okay, I'll be right out. Yes, yeah. Sergeant This is Sergeant Waters at 21st. the Officer Hill. Lieutenant Gorman wants to speak to Captain Fleischer. Fifty seconds, this Captain. Yeah. No, he won't talk to anyone else. There's a notification on a missing jail under child under 7. All right, I'll hold on. you notify C.D., Pat? Yes, sir, first thing. Hold on, Captain Fleischer. Lieutenant Gorman, Captain Fleischer on the line. Okay. Captain Captain Fleischer? Uh, this is Lieutenant Gorman, desk officer 21st. We have a report of a missing child under seven. Uh, the name is Gloria Solent. S-O-L-E-N-T. Age four and a half, daughter of Mrs. David Solent. Huh? Uh, David. Uh, 278 East 60th Street. Yes, so that's right, East 60th. Uh, she was in the company of her mother in Jerry's laundrette at 1130 2nd Avenue. Disappeared. Uh, we got it at 917. No, sir, not yet. I'm going to as soon as I get through with you. Yes, sir. Uh, you're welcome, Captain. Did you notify the 21st Squad Commander, Pat? I'm going to do it right now. Uh, Sergeant, uh, would you ring upstairs from Lieutenant King? Yes, sir. Uh, Lieutenant King on the job today? Uh, I saw him come in a little while ago, Captain. Is Sergeant what is on CS, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Cormor would like to talk to you. Yes, sir. Lieutenant King's on the line, Lieutenant. OK. Hello, Matt. Yeah. Uh, missing Charlie? i will you get it, Sergeant? Uh, the foreman on post there, yes, sir. The Carol. The owner of Lawnorette went out in the street and got him. He rang in with it. I've up and down a block in every store. He can't find a kid. what'd you send over there? Set the car, two and three, Captain. What about a sergeant? Well, sergeant Burns went sick, Captain. He just had a bad wreck on the East of the Drive. Sergeant Collins is over there. Well, you better get a patrolman in here to relieve you on uh, T.S., Bill. We need a sergeant over there to take charge of the uniformed men. Yes, sir. He was wearing blue jeans, a white sweater over a red check shirt, red shoes, white socks. Hey, yeah, ma'am. Let me talk to Lieutenant King when you finish, Pat. Yes, sir, Captain. Uh, no, 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 four and a half. Yeah. Well, that's about all we got so far. Uh, just a second, Matt. Uh, Captain Canelli wants to talk to you. Okay, Captain. Thanks. Hello, Matt. Captain. I have five patrolmen and a sergeant over there, Matt. They're yours, and any more you need. Well, thanks, Captain. I'm going myself right now. How about you? You want to ride? All right. I'll wait down here for you. Captain. Yes, Hello, C.B. It's Sergeant Waters, twenty-three. Uh, Okay, Pat, keep your finger on this thing up for the minute. Stay on their tails until that kid is found. Yes, sir, I will. You can count on it. There are few occurrences which are handled with more urgency than the report of a missing child. On the basis of 100 years' experience, the police department of the city of New York has found that, although nearly all missing children are eventually located and returned home safely, prompt and thorough police action might prevent an accident or crime involving the child. The action to be taken is described in great detail in the Manual of Procedure and Rules and Regulations 316. With or without suspicion of a crime being involved, the desk officer is obliged to refer the report to the detective squad commander for immediate investigation. As required in no other type of case, the desk officer must in addition personally and forthwith notify the captain in charge of the detective district, the immediate superior of the squad commander. Assistance in the form of men, radio motor patrol cars, police launches, emergency service squads, transit police, and the facilities of any other department of the city must be made available forthwith on request of the detective commander in charge. All superior officers of the patrol force must cooperate with the detective commander and render any assistance requested. In compliance with Lieutenant King, I drove over to 1132nd Avenue, Jerry's Laundrette, from where the search was commenced. Okay, Jerry. Captain, yep, see on that. Find a place to park, Johnny. We'll see you inside. Yep, sir. There's Vaccaro. Vaccaro? Yes, sir. Any sign of the child, Vaccaro? No, sir. I've just been rechecking in the stores all along the block. Nobody's seen it. Who's on the job, with you Cochran and Giordano in sector car 2, lieutenant, and Eisman and Nelson in sector car 3. Where are they? Eisman and Nelson are cruising around to see if they can locate the girl on the street. Copper and Giordano down are climbing stairs in the buildings up and down the block. Mm-hmm. Where's the mother? Inside. She brought in the family wash and was sitting talking and reading a magazine after it was in the machine. Let's go in. She looked up and this kid was gone. Go ahead. Yes. Where is she? In back. The proprietor has a little office in back. Is that the proprietor? Yes, sir. Mr. Ather. Oh, uh, just a second. 41. $6.23, dollars 45 dollars 91 uh, Excuse me if I don't keep these figures going and get way ahead of me. Mr. Escher, Captain Kennelly, and Lieutenant King. Mr. Jerry Escher. How do you do? Hello. I am. Were you here when the child disappeared, Mr. Escher? Yeah, sure. I was right here, I'm telling you. Everything was peaceful. Nothing but the machines going. And all of a sudden, she lets out this screen, Mrs. Solomon. Uh-huh. Well, I thought she got a hand stuck in the machine or something. I ran up there, and she's yelling something about Gloria, my baby. I don't know, I thought the baby was in the machine. Well then this other lady, her friend, she told me the lady's kid is gone. I said, calm down, how far could she go? So we looked around the store in front and in the back, nothing. We went out on the sidewalk and looked around, it was still nothing. Well then I was getting worried too. Uh, This policeman came by and I told him and that's all I know. The mother's in back? Yeah, in a little office I got back there. Mm-hmm. Who's with us? I left a friend there with it. Well, that friend had to go home office. She said she had some soup home on her stove, and she had to turn it off before it boiled away. She said she'd be back. You got a name, Macaron? Yes, uh, Mrs. Annabelle Navin, c 60 Yeah, that's right, Mrs. Naven. The same building as the mother. Well, let's talk to her. Yes, listen, uh, do you need me? It breaks my heart. I don't know, i got a couple kids myself. You get to thinking what could happen. That's all right, Mr. Edgar, you stay here. Uh, right in back there, They're on the left. Thank you very much. In here.
1: Mr. Follin, did you find
0: Gloria?
1: No, not yet. Oh, I don't understand when it's going to go. I just don't understand.
0: Mr. Follin, this is Captain Pennelly.
1: Mm-hmm. Hello. And Lieutenant oh. King, Mr. Follin. I'm, I'm so sorry to cause all this trouble, and I appreciate your help. I really appreciate it. Well, that's well, our
0: job, Mr. But Carol. Yes, you it? better go on out the street and see what you can do. Yes. OK, Captain. <laughs> go ahead, out. We'll find him, Mr. Follin. I hope
1: so. I just don't.
0: Is it all right if I shut the door, Mr. Follin? If so, what? Be a little quiet. Now, you gave the officer a description of your little girl. You said she was four and a half.
1: Yes, and, and she's wearing blue jeans, and she had on a long white sweater and red shoes with white socks.
0: What's the color of her hair?
1: Red hair. Sort of kissing, I guess you call it. Look at this going? That's what I don't understand. so yeah,
0: we're going to try to find that out. Now, Miss Stalin, what time did you leave the house this morning?
1: Well, it was about, uh let see, it was about 10 minutes to 9 o'clock. I took the wash, and I took Gloria, and I came over here. Were
0: you near the front door or toward the back?
1: Oh, toward the back. I like to get toward the back because there's less traffic in and out, and I have a favorite machine, number 11. I was putting my first load in the machine, and I told Gloria to be a good girl and play, and I got the wash in, and she was playing, and I started to talk to Mrs. Nathan. She was washing right next to me, and I was talking and looking at the pictures in a magazine, and then I looked up to see where... Gloria, I think she was gone. I guess I let out a screen. That's what Jerry said I did, anyway.
0: Then you started to look for
1: her. Yes, we looked all over the store, in front and back, under the counters, even in here. There was a lady up in front washing in one of the first machines, and we asked her if she saw Gloria go out. Well, she didn't think so. She didn't remember. She was busy with her wash, So we went out on the street and we looked around. We couldn't find her. We looked in stores and then. Jerry said, finally, we'd just better tell the cop on the beach. So we saw him on the corner and we told him. Uh,
0: were there any other children in here at the time, Mrs. Sollins?
1: Well, usually there are. Let's see. Uh, no, not this morning when I came. But that didn't make any difference because Lois and Play's very nice by herself. And Jerry's got blocks and toys over in the corner for when mothers bring the children in. Did you see anyone come or go? Uh, what, uh, what do you mean?
0: Did anyone come into the store you noticed particularly?
1: Well, no. I was talking to Mrs. Nevin and reading. No, Nobody I noticed. Oh, there was just a laundry man. What laundry man? From the wholesale laundry. You know, some of the customers like to get things like sheets and shirts finished. Jerry has a service and you can get sheets and shirts and things like that all done for you. Uh,
0: he's the only one you noticed. The man from the wholesale laundry. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: He, you know, I, I was worried before, but... Now I'm getting scared. I'm really getting scared. Do you think it would do any good if I just went out again and looked too?
0: Well, yeah. the officers have a good description. They'll know it. Come in. Oh, come in, Sergeant. I got so much to do. I say yes, Captain. Good. What do you want, Sergeant Waters, to do, man? I'll tell you what I think would be the best thing, Bill. Yes, sir? you supervise the members of the patrol force who are making the search? Yes, sir. You'll find Vaccaro, Cochran, Giordano, and Iceman on the job. There'll probably be more to come. Yes, sir. I'll get right on it. Uh, Uh, Excuse me,
1: John.
0: That's all right, sir. Come in,
1: Johnny.
0: Yes, sir. Mrs. Collins, this is Detective Bender. How do you do? I went over to your house, Mrs. Collins. I thought maybe somebody might have found the child and brought her home. But they didn't. No. What's your husband's first name, Mrs. Collins? David. What's his occupation?
1: He's a butcher. He works in Morrison and Market.
0: Have you notified him that Jarvis is missing? No. Why not?
1: Well, you see, we're separated. For how long? Since the middle of
0: August. Where's
1: he been living? In a furnished room in the village someplace. I don't know I'll just where.
0: Have you uh, seen him, Mrs.
1: Sullivan? Oh, yes. He comes to get dry on Sundays and brings her home.
0: Is that the arrangement?
1: Yes, every Sunday. And if he wants her more, all right, too.
0: Are contributing to your support? Oh,
1: yes. way, just like a clock. Is he
0: satisfied
1: with the arrangement? Well, he never said anything that he wasn't. He's the one that wanted to break up. not me, I was satisfied. Listen, you don't... You don't... Oh, not... No, not then he we wouldn't. We'll find out whether he would or not. Bender. Yes, sir. Check him out. Yes, sir. Right
0: away. Call me one way or the other. Yes,
1: Oh, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I wouldn't believe Dave
0: could do a thing like that. Why, I couldn't believe that. Well, in this job, Mr. Sollens, what we believe to be the case doesn't matter. It's what we find out that counts. You are listening to 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way the police work in the world's largest city. Within the next half hour, 13 men from the various commands joined the hunt, and the 17 patrolmen, under the immediate supervision of Sergeant Waters, began a search of every building from the basement to the roof in a six-block area. They looked in courtyards and in alleyways. They talked to storekeepers and pedestrians. Meanwhile, four detectives from the 21st squad and two detailed from Sixth detective district headquarters were assigned by Lieutenant King to seek out all acquaintances of the mother in the neighborhood, the parents of all the girls' playmates, all the customers known to have been in the laundrette at the time of the disappearance and to make personal inquiry concerning the child. An alarm describing the girl was tele typed to every precinct in the city, and a radio message concerning her was broadcast to all motor patrol cars in the borough of Manhattan. Despite all the effort, at 10.38 a.m., there was still no sign of her. As I stood by, Lieutenant King telephoned to Captain Fleischer, the yes, commander sir, of the 6th Detective District, from the counter in yes, the long direct. Direct. Put you news your watch, Captain. All right, as soon as possible. Hmm? Ma'am. Hold on a second, Captain Fleischer. Yes, yes Captain. If we're going to expand the search, maybe he could put in for some rookies from the academy. We'd get a lot of men, and they could cover a lot of ground. That's a good idea. The captain, Captain Tinelli suggests instead of draining men from the precinct, you might want to put in a request for some rookies from the academy. Yeah, it could be a big help in searching all the buildings around here. Yes, sir? All right, yes, sir. I'll keep in touch with you. thought that was good about the rookies we mm-hmm. for them. In the meantime, he's requesting the nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty third to send over a car and three men each. That's good. He's sending up two detectives each from the nineteenth and twenty third squads, and he's asking the division inspector for four plane closeness. They all ought to be here within fifteen or twenty minutes. Boy, this neighborhood is just jumping. Well, it'll be jumping more, Mr. Asher. I gotta give you credit. When you do something, you do it. You don't get around. Well, child that age is pretty helpless. Even if she's all right, she's probably too scared to tell anyone who she is or where she lives. How's the mother doing? How do you think? Yeah. Uh, can you excuse me a minute, like to get in there? Yeah, sure. Oh, this is the headache, end of the business. The finish board. Not a lot of bookkeeping, a lot of complaints, and not much profit. Right, yeah. it's the service you gotta have. Mama can come in here and work the machines all she wants. The Papa wants to show some professional, so I'm stuck with it. There's another load from the knock the buttons off. Mr. Escher, as we're getting in your way around here, I'm sorry. Who said you're getting in my way? Well, we're required to conduct the search from the point where the child was last seen. Listen, Captain, everybody's doing their part, I'll do mine. Well, we're just about finishing up the next block, Lieutenant. Every building, Sergeant? Every building, top to bottom. Basements, roofs, halls. They're knocking on every door, nothing. We'll just have to keep at it. Well, that's where you want us to go next. Next block east, or you want us to go uptown, another block? Ooh. What do you think, Captain? Uh, it's a toss-up, man. Tell uh, you what'll help. Start your men on the next block east. I just spoke to Captain Fleischer. We're getting nine more patrolmen in here any minute. Oh, good. Start your men east. When they get here, we'll start them on the next block uptown from where you left off. Yes, sir. I'll get them going. You better check the desk off here again. Yeah, that's a good idea, man. Maybe I ought to see how the mother's doing. Yeah, I wish you would. Hello, this Lieutenant King. Of oh, excuse me, Mr. Acker. Help yourself. Norman, oh, please. Is it behind no, not yet, Mrs. Sullen.
1: I'm sitting here thinking, what could have happened to her? Now, where could she go? Maybe one of those maniacs. That's the only thing I can think of. No, Mrs. Sullen. Well, what else? Kidnappers? What would kidnappers want? I haven't got anything. Dave hasn't got anything.
0: Well, I don't think you ought to jump to conclusions.
1: It's been two hours, Dalmore. She's just a little girl, four and a half. She couldn't have just disappeared. Where? She wasn't out of my sight two minutes. Not two minutes. We'll find her. Sure, yeah. But how? When? Alive? Not two minutes. Come
0: in. Come in. Captain, Lieutenant King would like to see
1: you.
0: Any no, Mr. No, uh, Mrs. Collins. Excuse me, Mr. Collins. Yes, you. I brought the husband up, Captain. Lieutenant King, Mr. Collins. Well, lady, if you want to bring your own soap powder, how can I sing in business? Captain Kennelly and Mr. David Collins. Mr. Collins? It's something more than she's just lost, isn't it? <laughs> you know as much as we do, Mr. Collins. You were at work when this detective came down to the market. Yeah, I, I was at work in the store. I was cutting a side of beef. Is that right? Yeah, he was at work all right. How long have you and your wife been separated, Mr. Sullivan? Two, three months, something like this? What was the reason for the separation? Is it necessary to go into that? I think it is. Well, seven years we're married. Since the month after I got out of the army. Seven years, nag, nag, nag. Be a big shot, talk better, dress nice, and move to Long Island. Seven years, nag. Well, for the glory, this would have happened a long time ago, but even with glory, enough is enough. Mr. Sullins, we know that you love your daughter, and we know you were at work when this thing happened, but if you have anything to do with this... Me? Well, I mean, if you sent a friend or a relative or anybody else up here to take that child, we'll find out about listen. it. listen, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yes, I'm assuming that I am, but just in case I'm not, I want to tell you that we've got 30 men on the job right now, and there are more coming. Your wife is in there worried to death. Well, I'm worried to death, too. Now, if you're behind this in any way, Mr. Sollings, you're in for a lot of trouble. Well, I'm not behind. Now is the time to get it straightened out. I'm, I'm telling you. Well, All right. I just want you to understand. I understand. Send Yes, sir. All right. Excuse Whitey me, Howard. gentlemen. i second the choice on this clock. Jerry's Laundry. Thank you, man. OK, listen, Right away. Oh, uh, Lieutenant King, telephone. Thanks. Are you the father? yeah You got my papers. No word yet, Captain. All right, sir. Yes, sir, I'll watch out for it. Yes, sir. Captain Flyer? Yes, sir, there are 14 men on the way up from the police academy. The sergeant is in command. That's good. Well, you're getting some service to find your daughter, Mr. Solomon. These guys have been breaking their necks. Tough cops, sir. A bunch of softies, if I ever seen any. I know how much you do, and I, I appreciate it. Don't you think you'd better talk to your wife? Yeah, I guess I ought too. This way, Mr. Solomon. Well, listen, while you're all here, somebody might bring Gloria home to the flat. I've got a man posted over there. Oh, great. Hello, Evelyn. Oh, David. And they'll find her, Evelyn. They'll find her. Don't worry.
1: Two hours for two hours. Where could she be?
0: They'll find her. They? Well, we're certainly trying. You know how many policemen they got looking? 30. Is that right? That's right. 30 policemen now. More are coming. 50 policemen, Evelyn. How
1: could 50 policemen not find her? I'm glad you came, David. It sounds like Yeah, you. yeah, I know. If you're I... cold better? On Sunday, you look bad. This terrible. I felt terrible. But they'll
0: find her, Evelyn. Believe me. Mm-hmm. I want to ring in, Captain. I'll go with you, man. they're going to find her. Don't you worry about it. I wish I was that confident. Oh, me too. It's getting to be a long time. No. If somebody came in and took that girl out of here right from under her mother's nose, he had a lot of nerve. We haven't had a squeal like that around here in a long time, have we? I don't remember any for a year or two. How about in the district? Not that I can recall. The last one I heard about was up in the Bronx when they got the guy. Yeah. Excuse me, coming through. I've got to push this into the back. All right, come here. I got enough room there? Mr. Asher. Yeah? What's that? That's the bane of my existence. That's a load of finish work to go out in the morning, and I'll have another basket full by then. Excuse me. All right, in just a second. Mr. Sullivan. Sullen. Yeah? Any news? No, uh, not yet. Uh, Would you come out here a minute, Mrs. Solomon? No. You said before that you remember the man from the wholesale laundry coming in while you were doing your wash before you noticed Gloria was gone.
1: Yes,
0: I did. Mr. Asher, does he take this big canvas basket out with him, too? Every day, loaded with dirty wash, and he brings him through between. Well, was the basket out in the front of the store waiting for him? I didn't see. I keep him in back. Could Gloria have wandered in the back? Oh, yeah, the whole place is open. I let the kids go all over. There's nothing could hurt them around here. There's a million kids come in. I let them wander all over. You've got an idea, Captain. What? I, I, I don't get it. Uh, look, folks, you two wait in the office, will you please?
1: If you think something, we've got a right to know it's out there.
0: Evelyn, please. If they can find it, they will. Go ahead. All right.
1: But you'll be sure you let us know.
0: Yes, so let's we find out something. What's the story? I don't get it. Well, there's a chance the girl might have climbed into one of the laundry baskets this morning. The driver was in here then. The mother remembered that much. That's ridiculous. Maybe. Then again, maybe it isn't so ridiculous. What's the name of the laundry you take from? Uh, the new metro. Where are they located? Up on the west side on Amsterdam Avenue. It's 68 Street. feet in that someplace. Do you have the same driver every day? Yeah, this is on his roof. And what's his name? Murray. And what's his first name? I don't know whether Murray's his first name or his last name. I just call him Murray. What's the phone number over there? At the laundry? Yeah. Uh, it's Academy... Uh, Academy 24599. All right, let's get them on the phone. Sure, I'll oblige you with anything. Lieutenant King telephoned the new Metro Laundry and spoke to the delivery manager. He explained quickly what he was after and secured the telephone numbers along the route of the large truck that had made a delivery and pickup at Jerry's Laundrette shortly after 9 o'clock. After three telephone calls, he learned that the truck had just left after making a stop on First Avenue near 36th Street. He called the next place the truck was due to stop, a laundry on 38th Street near Lexington Avenue. A truck was expected but had not yet arrived. With Detective John Bender, Lieutenant King hurried to his car and drove downtown to intercept the truck. In the meantime, the search in the neighborhood went on. I phoned CB to dispatch a motor patrol car from the 15th precinct to the address in case the truck arrived before Lieutenant King. We waited in Jerry's laundrette for word. I don't know about you, Captain, but the suspense is killing me. Ah, uh, only a hunch. Uh, oh, you understand yourself. How do you ever expect to be an inspector? Hey, what about the Mr. and Mrs.? Don't you think you ought to let them in on it? No, they might get too hopeful. If it doesn't work, the worse off before. Hey, that could be it. Take it. Jerry's red. Who? No, he hasn't worked here in six months. No. I don't know. I haven't got any idea. Look, look, I can't tie up the phone. I'm expecting an emergency. Yeah, you too. Tell them the truth, they don't believe you. Right sponsor right. the academy guy here, Captain. Oh, yes, yeah, Sergeant. I start them over there going uptown. Well, I'll tell you, Sergeant. You, you get it, Mr. Effect. Yeah. Jerry's blowing to red. Yeah? Who's it? Did you find a kid? Huh? All right, Captain. Thanks. Captain Canary. Matt King, Captain. Yes, Matt. The girl was on the truck. Good, they found her. She was playing in the basket and decided to hide under the laundry. Yeah? She thought it was fun being rolled outside. When she got in the truck, she got scared. uh uh-huh. Every time the driver opened up the back, she kept quiet from fright. Well, is she all right, Matt? Just fine. got yeah, her great big ice cream cone. She wants to talk to her mother. All right. Hold the phone. I'll put her on. Sergeant, send those men back to the Academy. Yes, sir. Captain. Yeah? Uh, she can use the extension in the office. It's a little more private. Mrs. Holland. Yes. Any
1: news? Yeah. Pick up the phone, Mrs. Holland. Yes, yeah, that one. It's Gloria, we found her. Baby, hello, my baby. Oh, darling, good morning, dear. Oh, that's good. It's yes, happening very soon. Would you like to talk to Daddy? He's here.
0: Yeah,
1: yes, we're here together, and we're going to come and get you together. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. Gloria. Yes. Yes, I know. You tell me all about it, huh? You know something, Captain? You've got a great job. Great. I should have been a cop. Yes, baby. Yeah, it seems great now. But the way I thought it was going to turn out, you could have had the job for two cents. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. Where? Where? Well, how do you know he was killed? Now, where is it? Between third in Lexington, or second or third? Well, who found him? Oh. Looks like he what? Well, how'd that happen? Yeah? Yeah. All right. And so it goes. Around the clock, through the week, every day, every year. A police precinct in the city of New York is a flesh and blood merry-go-round. Anyone can catch the brass ring. Or the brass ring can catch anyone. 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way the police work in the world's largest city, is presented with the official cooperation of the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, an organization of more than 20,000 members of the Police Department, City of New York. Everett Sloan in the role of Captain Kennelly, Ken Lynch as Lieutenant King. Featured in tonight's cast were Lawson Zirby, Ralph Camargo, Bill Zuckert, Mandel Kramer, Harold Stone, and Eileen Palmer. Written and directed by Stanley Niss. produced for CBS Radio by John Ives. Art Hannah speaking.